please join me in the litany of invitation and confession, which is printed on the inside of your worship guide. Here are the amazing news. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. God is among us, and we celebrate this good news. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Death does not have the last word. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Violence will not win over love. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Like Judas, we confess that we have betrayed Christ. Like Peter, we confess that we have denied Christ. Like all of the disciples, we confess that too often we have abandoned the one who never abandons us. And we pause for a moment of silent confession. Sisters and brothers, let us bask in the good news of Easter. Through Christ we are forgiven. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Welcome to the worship of God on this beautiful Easter day. It is good to be together as God's people in this place on this very special day. Given the rains that we had on uh, Thursday and Friday and Saturday, we thought we might shift the story to Noah and the ark. However, we're going to keep the story about the empty tomb and the resurrection. So welcome to Easter. Especially welcome to those of you who are guests that are visiting with us today. There is on the edge of your order of service a welcome card. If you'd complete that and drop it in the offering plate when it's passed, it'll help me connect name and face with you. Also for anyone here, it is an honor for our staff to pray for you by name and by need every week. So if you'd like to be prayed for, uh, place that on the card and drop that uh, in the offering plate as well. You'll see these beautiful Easter lilies that have been uh, prepared, many of them uh, bought by you in honor or in memory of someone that is special to you, and they adorn the, uh, the chancel area, and we're glad for uh, those that have helped arrange and made, made these so, so beautiful. Uh, the memorial sheet is an insert in your order of service. Also, one special guest that I want to welcome today, and that would be Greg Colson is here. Greg is our Director Emeritus of Music Ministries in our church, and he isn't able to come very often, but you made the special effort to be here today, and uh, the music that the choir will be singing is a piece that Greg commissioned uh, the composer Conrad Sousa to write. It's entitled Discovery and Praises. That could be your autobiography, couldn't it? And the choir said, can we prepare that to sing while Greg is here? And uh, they have done that very thing. And so that is a part of the music that we will celebrate today, the presence of one another that we will celebrate, and especially the presence of God is among us. Welcome to Easter. The inclusive gospel of the resurrection preached by Simon Peter, a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. 
That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. How he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses, and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Here ends the first lesson. And now will you pray with me? God, who raised Jesus from the dead, we praise you this morning. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. We come to you this morning offering our joyful voice and praise to you. We come seeking Easter. And Easter is what you bring us again and again. You bring us Easter after our darkest hours. After our many Good Fridays, which can strike even on a Monday as Notre Dame was engulfed in flames. Good Friday can even come on Easter Sunday as churches in Sri Lanka were attacked this morning and over 200 killed. So we pray for St. Sebastian's Church in Ngombo, St. Anthony's Shrine in Colombo, and Zion Church. As Christians gather to worship you, violence and evil once again attempted to stop Easter. But Easter cannot be stopped because you, O oh God, cannot be stopped. So come and stir holy life in the midst of our ashes. Come Easter us this morning. Easter us with the power only you can bring. For you are the one who is and who was and is to come, who will act for us when we are powerless who will resurrect us when we are dead, who will redeem us when we feel hopeless. So no matter how dark things seem, you bring Easter through Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught his disciples to pray that ancient prayer, which we will say together now, praying boldly, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. reality of hope made possible through the resurrection of Christ. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. For since death came through a human being, The resurrection of the dead has also come through a human being. For as all die in Adam, so will all be made alive in Christ, but each in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed every ruler and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. 
Here ends the second lesson. At this time, I'd like to invite all the children to come forward to the front steps for our time together. Come. Hi. Let's sit. Now, boys and girls, let's sit right here on the wood today because we have all our pretty Easter lilies up here. Bee, you come sit in front of me, man. Come on. Come up here. There you go. Come sit on the wood. Nope, don't go back there. Y'all come sit in front of me. I want to see how pretty you look today in all your Easter finery. Everybody have a seat? Well, good morning. It is so good to see all of you. <laughs> okay, everybody have a seat? All right, good morning. Are you guys ready to uh, do some fun stuff after church today? Yes, okay. Well, hey, I have a question. Have you ever gone looking for something? How many of you went looking for your Easter baskets this morning? No. No? Oh, he did. Well, you know what? Sometimes I go looking for things. And most of the time I'm looking for my uh, cell phone because sometimes I lose it. And other times I'm looking for these, my keys, because I lose those a lot. But you know what? When Jesus was alive and then he was... Did you know some people went looking for him on the first Easter morning? There were three women and they went looking for Jesus. They loved him and they had lost him because he had died on the cross. And you know, they went looking for him in the tomb. And do you know something? They didn't find him. They didn't find him there. He had, God is everywhere. They had gone looking for him and he wasn't there and he was everywhere. And hey, speaking of looking for things, I went looking for some things this morning and I found some, um, I found some eggs already. But don't leave, don't worry, I, I left you all the ones filled with candy. Don't worry, they're all still out there. Hey, I found this one. Um, Joseph, will you open that and tell me what it says? Jolene, what's that one say? And Noah, what does that one say? Risen. Now you say yours, Joseph. Wow. Jesus is risen. I found some good news this morning myself. It says Jesus is risen. Look, it's inside the Easter eggs, too. Because not we sometimes go looking for these eggs, but you know what? The good news of Easter is not just about these fun eggs. The good news is that we find Jesus risen and we find him in our hearts, like Mary Caroline said, every day. Thank you, Noah. All right, you guys, let's have a prayer. Let's bow our heads. Dear God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for him rising. Thank you for him bringing us eternal life in the gift of his rising this day. We pray to you to be thankful forever for that gift and let Jesus always be in our hearts. In your name we pray, amen. Now, if you are younger, let's go to the nursery. And if you are older, you can go back and sit with your parents, okay? Y'all come down to the nursery with me. If you are like pre-K and little ones, come, come. Let's go. Yeah. I see that. Come on, let's go.
The women who followed Jesus returned from the empty tomb and told the disciples, but they were not believed because it seemed like an idle tale. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be surprised to hear how much advice preachers get regarding the Easter sermon. Uh, For instance, uh, there are some, like our finance committee, who say because the Easter Sunday attendance is usually larger than usual, uh, to be sure that we pass the offering plate at least twice. And that's good advice. Uh, The membership committee says that out of by decree, just say, you are all members. Glad that you're here today. We have signed you up. And the hospitality committee says, well, since some of our members we don't see often, once or twice a year, that I should wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I don't take any of that advice, however, though. Uh, One thing I believe about the Easter Sunday sermon is that it should not get in the way of Easter. I think that's pretty good advice. Reinhold Niebuhr, esteemed theologian of the previous century and professor at Union Seminary in New York, where uh, Clay and Teresa Manley studied years ago, he said that he would only go to high liturgy churches on Easter where he knew that he would get a lot of music and a very short sermon. He said because the temptation of the preacher on Easter is to try to explain it too much. And Easter is not to be explained, it is to be proclaimed. So I'm going to take Niebuhr's good point, and also a cue from the Bible's treatment of the resurrection. For it does so with descriptive restraint and frugal economy. So that I don't bury the lead, let me go ahead and tell you what I want to say, that is that when the women returned from the empty tomb with the news of the resurrection, the disciples call Easter fake news, fake news. And as a spoiler alert, I confess that I would have said the same thing. Each gospel story tells it a little bit different, the resurrection account, but they all have in common that Easter finds the women first. Easter comes first to the women because they're the ones that go finish the burial tasks, the tasks that left undone on Good Friday because the Sabbath came about. The men are hung over, so to speak, these male disciples who are at least in grief, most certainly in guilt, and in no small part in fear. The men are in absentia, Easter is left to the women. But the women get things done. They go to the tomb early to do their work and to finish preparing the body for burial. Each gospel gives a partial partial listing of names, 
you heard the one given today, it always goes something like this. There's Mary plus another Mary, and then there's Mary, the mother of Mary, whose sister was also named Mary. It's almost like the biblical writers couldn't remember any, anybody's name, so we'll just put Mary, more Mary. But in the quiet dawn's early light, there is this intimate scene. The gospel's camera lens brings us in close. You can hear the crunch of the earth beneath their sandals. You can smell, it almost burns your nose, the pungent aroma of the spices bleeding through the linen and burlap. They speak with hushed tones, heads down and hearts broken. But when they get there, to their surprise, the tomb's stone has been rolled away. Astonished, they look in, then they go in, and then they find that Jesus is missing. They scratch their heads and they wonder what's going on, but about that time, two glowing guys appear. Did you hear what the text translated? They were wearing dazzling apparel. As are some of you, by the way. You look really good today. Uh, They were in dazzling apparel, but later in the, the same chapter, they are described as two angels. I hear the writer hinting that there is a new dimension entered at this point. That whatever it means that Jesus is resurrected, it's not back to life as they knew it. It's to some transcendent life as these two angels uh, portray. The writer is whispering that there's a different realm and dimension afoot. And they say, these two glowing guys, he is not here, he has been raised, remember what he told you. And when the two angels say that, they in fact do. The women remember. They are the first to get it, that the empty tomb of Jesus has become the womb of Easter. Easter is born out of absence and memory, and they remembered. So the women, all excited, returned to report the news of the resurrection story to their colleagues, the men. And they say, not here, been raised, remember. And what do the men say? Thank you so much for your witness. We affirm your experience. We trust your testimony. Right? Wrong. Thank you for playing, though. That is not what all, at all what they said. The male disciples look at each other, shrug their shoulders, shake their heads, and then call the women's report a bunch of liros. That's the word. Liros in Greek. It's only here in the Bible. It is the root of our English word delirios. You see? The men say, you're just delirious. We can't believe you. Half of the translations I looked up said, like the pew Bibles you've heard read from, it's an idle tale. The other half say, this is pure nonsense. The message, which was translated by Eugene Peterson, says, And the apostles didn't believe a word of it. They thought that the women were making everything up. To use a popular pejorative put-down, fake news, that's all you've said, fake news. Can't believe it. Now, Anna Carter Florence, who teaches preaching at Columbia Seminary, says this word, liros, means craziness. It means rubbish. And she said, it even is worse than that. And I heard her say this in preaching on this text at Peachtree Road Methodist Church up the street. There at Peachtree Road, she said, it is a crude word and the best interpretation is the men call the women's report BS. And she didn't use the initials either. She said the words, and, and it was not Bible study or Baptist scholarship. It was another BS. Clearly, though, 
these men are wrong. They are wrong to discount the women, and they are wrong to discount the women's report. I confess, like I said earlier, that if I had been there, I hope I would not have discounted the women, but I fear that I would have discounted the believability of their story. Now, to the disciples' credit, they were slow to believe, but they finally did believe, though the scriptures never say that they apologized to the women for their pejorative put-down. When they finally believed, it was like it got through their head and into their hearts that against all odds, God's Easter is not fake news. It is stronger than fear and hate. It is as resilient as God's relentless love. Easter is larger than what we can see or hear or understand. That's where I often stumble in my job as pastor. And so I sort of need your help to wipe off my glasses, Q-tip my ears, so as to make sure to look and listen for the glimpses and the whispers of Easter. Like today, listen with me for the sound of Easter as the choir sings their hearts out and the song of flute and handbells and harp strings carry us to that transcendent place. And as the whole congregation will join together at the end of the service singing the Hallelujah Chorus. And um, if you can't figure out the Hallelujah Chorus, just sing Hallelujah, 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 just keep on singing it. Uh, You might end up singing a solo if you run past the railroad tracks near the end. But that's okay. It's Easter, and your voice is welcome too. That's the kind of Easter that we are listening for. I watch for an Easter every year as my clergy colleagues and I trying to find footing on civility's corner and take stands that religious freedom does not mean freedom to discriminate. I watch for Easter, even during Holy Week, as Notre Dame's ashes spread over all of Paris like a shroud. But as money and rebuilding funds came in for Notre Dame, so did it bring with money money for three black churches that were torched as a hate crime in Louisiana. On Tuesday alone, $2 million came in for these black parishes. How about Easter with its collateral generosity? The eyes of Easter see people, several in our church, that on the 20th anniversary of Columbine yesterday took a stand that more guns do not make people more safe. And then there was Friday, when we heard again with jaw-dropping honesty the Good Friday homilists. I remember, Greg, years ago when we did our first Good Friday noon until three service, that at the end we just felt wrung out, and you and Sue Goddard and I just embraced and wept. It was a similar service this Friday, Corbin and Caitlin and Karen, Daniel and Donette, Andrea and Jenny, boldly these speakers from this pulpit turned not away from the gravity of their own grief or the brokenness that comes from the pain of love. There was not one ounce of their theology that was high and fat are loaded with artificial sweeteners. Their gravitas was not fake news. The joy of Palm Sunday was not fake news. And the gospel of Easter is not fake news. It is good news. And I think that Reinhold Niebuhr probably was right. It's such good news 
that it doesn't need more sermon. What it needs is a song. And we'll sing. Amen. is our tradition when a word is said an invitation is given to discipleship and being a part of the dance steps of Northside Drive Baptist Church as we do we sing a song about resurrection and like the third stanza speaks of the heavens are joyful and let earth's song begin we have a song to sing we'll sing it right now let's stand together and do so each time we gather, we bring celebrations and concerns and announcements, and I have a very few briefly to tell you about uh, this morning. First, there'll be uh, an egg hunt directly after the service. It will be on the chapel grounds, which is right where I'm pointing here. If you have children that are in the nursery, if you can collect them in the nursery and then meet Andrea Johnson in our chapel, that will begin at 1215. All others who want to participate, you can go out this door to the left in the narthex to our chapel grounds. And then we have uh, the many beautiful lilies that are up here. If you donated a lily and you'd like to take that with you, you can just take it right after the service. We invite you to do that. Otherwise, I'm putting them all in James's office. <laughs> You'll notice a hymn of witness that's coming up that 
uh, on the back of the order of service, the Hallelujah Chorus. At the end of your pew are several copies, if you can share with your neighbor if you'd like to, to sing along. Our prayers this morning are with uh, the over 200 dead, as that death toll continues to rise in Sri Lanka, the many devastated there. For the family of Daniel Lowry, who is Elizabeth Sheely's brother, who died. And for Bill and Stephanie Jones, Bill broke his hip this morning, I heard from Stephanie. We pray for Bill and for Stephanie. Despite the pain that we experience, we confess, and this is an audacious thing we do on each Easter, that life will continue, that resurrection is real. And you'll hear that in this offertory anthem, stirring words of the strength of Christ, Christ with me, Christ for me, Christ Jesus all around. Let's continue our worship with the giving of our tithes and offerings.
this Easter Sunday, we pray the prayer that we've heard from the choir, that whether we dream or sleep, whether we sing or dance, but when we lie down to die, we wake in thee. We claim that promise of resurrection that transcends our understanding, but absorbs our lives in your large story. Bless these tithes and offerings that they may be used in ministry in that story this week. We pray with hallelujahs in Christ's name. Amen. And so as we prepare to go on this Easter Sunday with the ringing of hallelujah in our hearts and ears, remember this. May the strength of the risen Christ uplift you. May the comfort of the Holy Spirit surround you. And may the grace and mercy of God, who has raised Jesus from the dead, give you hope 
and give you courage this day and every day as we prepare to go in peace. Amen. Yeah. <laughs>